Welcome to Women on the Line, one of Community Radio's National Feminist Current Affairs programs, produced by women and gender diverse broadcasters at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on unceded Kulin lands and broadcasted nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm your host, Senya. On today's show, we cover the National Day of Action to Close Dondale and Abolish Youth Prisons, which was held on the 22nd of October this year. We hear from Sarah Schwartz, who works at the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service, speak at the Homes Not Prisons rally held on Wurundjeri and Bunurong Country. And then we head to Larrakia Country to hear from Josie Croshaw. What do we say? What do we say? What do we say? Who do we defend? Who do we defend? And who else? Prisons, pull them down. So Sarah is head of the Wirraway practice at Vowles, which represents people who have been harmed by police in prisons. She also represents families of Aboriginal people who have died in custody, including family members of Veronica Nelson, Miss Cal Garrett, Michael Suckling and Clinton Austin, who have all died in Victoria's prisons in the last three years, which is a shame. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much, Jamie. Um, I also just want to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land and um, pay my respects and acknowledge the Aboriginal elders of other communities who maintain the fight to achieve justice. Across Australia, we live on unceded land. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Um, Thanks, Jamie, for the intro. Um, I work at the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service um, in the Wirraway team. Wirraway is a a Wurundjeri word meaning challenge. We work with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who've experienced violence and harms of police and prisons and the families of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who've died in custody. There is a crisis of Aboriginal deaths in custody in Victoria. There have been three Aboriginal people die in Victoria's prisons within the last 12 months. They They were all dearly loved by their families and communities. Every day at Vowles, we speak to other people in prison who are worried that they will be next. We've got clients who are children who are in adult prison who've witnessed these deaths and have said that it has made them feel like dying is normal in Victoria's prisons. In Victoria, the Aboriginal imprisonment rate has almost doubled in the last 10 years and about half of the prison population is on remand. This creates so much trauma. The obsession that Victorian politicians have with tough on crime politics destroys lives, families and communities. And Victoria spends billions of dollars on this system. Victoria spends $4 billion on Victoria Police annually. And this doesn't include the large amounts of one-off funding they're given for new weapons. Victoria Police employs more staff than any police force in Australia. Politicians are in bed with the police union and there's absolutely no independent oversight or accountability. Victoria Police are a law unto themselves. And it is police who investigate police in this state. It is police who investigate deaths in custody and police who investigate their own wrongs. Even within the government, the Victorian Auditor General has 
has launched a scathing report against the billions of dollars going to Victoria Police. Those billions of dollars which could be invested in public housing, on community health, education and legal services. Investing in communities makes communities safer. Investing in police and prisons does not make communities safer. For many communities, like the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities that Vowles works for, building prisons and expanding Victoria Police makes them less safe. Decarceration, getting people out of prison, would free up so much money that could be invested in communities. A huge portion of Victoria's prison population is on remand after being denied bail. About half of the Aboriginal people in Victoria's prisons are on remand. Many of them are facing charges that would not receive a prison sentence if they were found guilty. At some points over the last year, three quarters of Aboriginal women in prison were on remand. We have to fix Victoria's bail laws. We have to implement the recommendations of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal deaths in custody over 30 years ago. Vals is asking Victoria's politicians to commit to a zero prison population target this election. And we're talking about closing down prisons. We need to close Dame Phyllis Frost Centre where Veronica Nelson and Miss Cal Garrett died. We need to close Ravenhall where Michael Suckling died. We need to close Port Phillip Prison and we need to close Loddon Prison where Clinton Austin died. And we also need to minimise the harm and trauma that prisons inflict on people while we're working towards decarceration. That's why Vals wants the government to fund Aboriginal community-controlled health organisations to deliver culturally safe healthcare in prisons. Victoria is the only state which has a fully privatised prison healthcare system. Currently, healthcare in prisons is contracted out to a private company, Correct Care Australasia, which is a subsidiary of a billion-dollar prison health conglomerate, Wellpath. Wellpath has been sued thousands of times in the US and have been found to cause deaths in custody and put, people over, put profit over people. And these corporations are unaccountable and prioritise punishment and profit over people's lives. Victoria is allowing these private corporations to profit from state-sanctioned violence. Almost all of the deaths in custody cases that Bowles works on relate to poor health care. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are more likely to have died because of lack of access to adequate health care than non-Indigenous people. And poor health care in prisons makes it harder for people to build a life after they've been released. Thank you for coming. On behalf of Bowles, thanks for coming to this rally today and showing that Victorians want a government that invests in communities and not police and prisons. On community radio around Australia, you are listening to Women on the Line. Today we are covering the National Day of Action to close Dondale and abolish youth prisons, which was held on the 22nd of October this year. You just heard from Sarah Schwartz, who works at the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service, speak at the Homes Not Prisons rally held on Wurundjeri and Bunurong country. Up next, we hear from Josie Crawshaw at the rally held in Larrakia country. Thank you, everybody. Our next speaker up, um, she knows no introduction to what she's done in the past. She's an amazing lady. I've known Joe Torshaw for a long time. She's worked in the Aboriginal space advocating 
and, and uh, supporting policies in place for Aboriginal people. She's a Gurindji elder and, uh, and a founder of uh, Dondale uh, Group. Um, decades of um, being active in the uh, Aboriginal affairs. She's a past asset commissioner. Um, and I think, you know, she's got a lot to, um, lot to say under her name. So I'd like to call up Josie Crawshaw. Thank you. I'd just like to have a big shout out to everyone that's come here to support um, this cause. So thank you for the ones that have turned up. It is our community and we need to actually see it as everyone's uh, issue. Now before I start my speech, I just want to let you know it's uh, about 12 minutes long, but it is the context of why we have the youth justice system that we do have in this country, in Australia, not only in the John Dale system. And I think that's really important for you to actually know that. And then you will hear from speakers that have got that lived experience after that. Okay, thank you very much. I'd like, I would like to begin to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today the Larrakia people of the Larrakia Nation, and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Now, six years ago, Four Corners exposed the torturous, cruel and inhumane treatment of our children in Dondale Youth Detention Centre. We will never forget the image of young Bola in his restraint in his uh, chair with a spittled on. The subsequent Royal Commission into the detention and protection of children in the Northern Territory laid bare the true extent of this systematic abuse. Torture in our youth detention centres is not by accident. Despite millions spent, the situation continues to get worse. All of the children are Aboriginal and the vast majority are on remand. One of the sad statistics is 61% of those children within five years will end up in the adult prison. All of the children in, uh, sorry, they have not been found guilty of a crime, yet they are locked in cage-like cells for up to 23 hours a day. Some are as young as 10. Now in, 90, in 2016, the Labor government came to power with their promise to actually implement the Royal Commission's recommendations. Well, here we are, six weeks on, six years on, sorry, and we've still got the torture chamber torturing our children. 
The government has ramped up criminalisation and incarceration of Aboriginal kids and doubled down on their punitive tough-on-crime regime. Now, the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child requires detention of children to be the measure of last resort. But the NT government has passed legislation within the last 18 months to even make it harder for kids to get bail. The police not only uh, failed to divert children from court, but overcharged them to, to deter the courts from granting bail. Children who are granted bail are shackled in ankle monitors. Now, remember, they're on remand. They haven't even got a court date. The psychological effect of branding children as criminals in the anti-racist and hostile public eye cannot be underestimated. Closed on Dale are a dedicated group of activists working hard to keep the notorious Don Dale Youth Detention Centre in the spotlight. And this year, amidst the worsening conditions, human rights breaches and shocking rates of self-harm. We have rallied every week since Christmas to demand that the government close Dundale. The heart and soul of our small group are the grandmothers who have spent decades fighting and advocating for Aboriginal children. This month, we joined forces with the legendary Arundel elders from Central Desert. Together, we call this Grandmother's National Day of Action to close Dondale and abolish youth prisons. They are doing the same rally in Alice today. The UN Subcommittee on the Prevention of Torture is in Australia right as we speak. They arrived on the 16th of October and here to the 27th of October. And they're here to inspect our detention centres. Well, we know New South Wales government have refused to let them into their detention centres. Shame. It has to say that something is amiss there. We need them to hear the voices of grandmothers who have tirelessly fought on the, on the uh, front line for our children. Now, it's our unshakable belief that children... Uh, that child protection and youth justice in the Northern Territory are a continuation of genocide and colonisation. Dondale is merely a symptom of the, a system that seeks to eliminate First Nations people. It is in breach of the UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, the Genocide Convention, the Torture Convention and the Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, all of which Australia is a signatory to. Years after spit hoods and restraint chairs were banned in detention centres, police continued to use them on children in the watch house. Guards in Dondale still use force and solitary confinement to manage children's behaviour. Overcrowding and understaffing in the centre has created a pressure cooker environment that has seen the rates of self-harm, attempted suicides and hospitalisations skyrocket. There's been something like 135 this year. 
The government knows that its treatment of children in detention is criminal. They know this. Because last year they had to pay 35 million in damages to the former detainees, the ones that were exposed from the, um, the Four Corners program. And this year, instead of improving the conditions of Dondale, it's passed legislation to cap the amount of compensation it can be directed to pay for its next lot of victims. However, it is increasingly finding that these types of measures cannot protect it from national and international scrutiny. Our relentless advocacy has kept Dondale in the public eye all year long. Our media coverage has been ceaseless and the government is feeling the pressure. Within the past few weeks, spittles have been banned in police watch houses and the legislation has been introduced to raise the age of criminal responsibility. But we will not allow the narrative to end there. The Northern Territory has a population, think about this, of 250,000 people. But we have amongst the highest youth incarceration and adult incarceration and youth suicide rates in the entire world. This little place called the Northern Territory. Shame on us. Raising the age is not enough. Not when many imprisoned children have undiagnosed severe neurodevelopment impairments. Not when support services are woefully inadequate in major centres and completely ab absent in remote communities. Not when territory families continue to remove and institutionalise children of all ages and set them on a path in their most vulnerable formative years. And not when a bloated racist police force is waiting eagerly in the wings to criminalise and incarcerate them on their 12th birthday, starting from next month. That is not progress. Not when the very same colonial system that created and perpetuates the atrocities in Dondale is woven throughout every piece of legislation, institution, policy and practice. That is just delaying the inevitable. Spittles must be legislatively banned in every setting in this country. We know that any loopholes will be maliciously exploited. The fact that Dondale remains open clearly shows the entrenched attitudes and intent towards First Nations people in the NZ. Every day that it remains open, our children continue to be harmed. This government has had five years and hundreds of millions of dollars to address this issue. These five years have shown us over and over again that they cannot be trusted to manage facilities or our children. Now they are building even a larger prison to round up incarcerated children from all over the NT. A new prison will not change racist policing and systemic oppression. Institutionalising children 
will not reduce crime. They are, in fact, creating the criminals they seek to imprison. They say they will treat our children better in the new sector. Can you believe they're proud of that statement? Oh, shit. In another 18 months, when it's finished, we're gonna, we are going to give you something better. They seem that a year from now, they will stop torturing our children. We demand they stop now. We will not accept the new prison. Make no mistake, the atrocity conditions in Dondale are not an accident or a case of a few bad apples. This is not incompetence or apathy. It is the inevitable consequence of settler colonialism and the ongoing elimination of First Nations peoples. We cannot trust the government to reform the system. It is broken by design. This is all too clear to Aboriginal people in the Northern Territory who were subject to John Howard's Northern Territory emergency response. He needs to be taken to jail for the, the war crimes on our kids and our communities uh, as well as what they've done to the people overseas with the Iraq war. Just 15 years ago, 15 years ago, think about it, martial law was introduced and remote communities were invaded. The pretense of uh, um, apprehending pedophile rings. Spoiler alert, there never were any pedophile rings. But that little detail did not stop what became known as the intervention. Aboriginal rights were aggressively wound back on par with the protection era. Punitive bureaucracies were introduced to seize and micromanage the lives, land and resources of Aboriginal communities who were forced into an inescapable poverty and stripped of the means to change their circumstances. People wake up, look what we're seeing on the streets of Darwin and in every major centre. It's as a result of that intervention. School attendance plummeted. Youth incarceration exploded. We saw for the first time children being removed at alarming, uh, alarming rates from remote communities, higher than any time during the Stolen Generation era. This is not history. This is happening today, everyone. Gross negligence of children in out-of-home care sees many of them end up in detention from where it becomes hopelessly difficult to escape the system. You heard me say 61%. It pains me. We'll go on to be in the adult prison. They are severed from culture, language, community and country. They are systematically stripped of their identities. This is the same genocide that began at invasion. It is etched in Australia's DNA. And I would like to just read a, a, a paragraph out from an organisation that we have a speaker from, Roxy Justice Reform Initiative. And the problem they say that they are trying to solve. Prisons have become both the default measure 
used to address crime in criminal justice system and a default system to manage complex disadvantage. However, prisons do not work to deter crime or to address the drivers of crime. And that's why jailing is failing. This week, the anti-government launched the Social Order Response Team. Sort. We're going to sort you little shits out. Okay? That happened in, Al that happened in Alice Springs two days ago. Now, the UN Subcommittee on the Prevention and Torture is here, and we are doing everything in our power to keep Dondale in the spotlight for the duration of their stay. We need this country to wake up. Our children are under attack. They cannot be rehabilitated by the same people who criminalise them. They cannot be rehabilitated in a system designed to eliminate them. First Nations grandmothers and activists around the country have joined our call to close Dondale and abolish prisons. We are calling for restorative programs and services that are led and fully controlled by local Aboriginal communities, including in major centres. We demand the right to raise and rehabilitate, rehabilitate our children. We demand nothing short of self-determination. Thank you. Makarda. Lady Blue, feel the waves in my hair, so calm and cool. Perfect, no despair. I wish I could swim here forever, Miss Lady Blue. Me and you, run, run down the way that we go, pulling up, picking up the sand in our toes, past town. Blue, she is calling me
that's all for Women on the Line today. You've been listening to us cover the National Day of Action to close Dondale and abolish youth prisons, held on the 22nd of October this year across the country. We first heard from Sarah Schwartz from the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service speak at the rally held on Wurundjeri and Bunurong country. And then we also heard from Josie Crawshaw speak at the rally held on Larrakia country. Thanks to the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their financial support. The theme music for Women on the Line is by Ripley Cavara, and the song featured on today's episode was Lady Blue by Emily Waramara. I'm Senya, and tune in to Women on the Line next week on your local community radio station. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.